All right. Uh, we were talking just yesterday about um, China in uh, the Chinese Communist Party setting up police stations within Canada to monitor their citizens here, although they said it's to help them renew their driver's licenses. Uh, now the headline is uh, the Chinese president willing to work with the United States. But I thought he was a friend of Putin's. Uh, let's bring in uh, Elliot Tepper to decode all this. Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. He's with us now. Elliot, thank you for your time. I hope you're well. Oh, thank you. Same to you, Scott. So what is going on here? Is this obviously just more smoke and mirrors, uh, playing Putin and Biden against each other? What's going on? He has just concluded now uh, the 20th Party Congress, where he has been confirmed basically leader for life. Yeah, uh, There is no named successor. He is perhaps the most powerful leader China has ever had. If you look back in history, he's, he has more stuff going for him here in terms of technology, military might, and so forth. He said, okay, uh, I'm now in charge. The world has to deal with me. In fact, he's basically building up something he's calling or referring to as Fortress China. So he's turning around and selling the world. I'm here. I'm a reasonable person. I, I've got everything going my way right now. So let's talk. So what's in uh, and again, we know that he's now been grant, granted power for life. Um, but why the, the friendliness as opposed to the aggressiveness we've seen up to this point before this happened? I think it's a it's just another display of his power in his mind. He's suggesting that the world cannot ignore China. It cannot get along without working with China and he being magnanimous and a uh, world leader that everybody should feel safe with. You can you can deal with me, you can work with me, and I'm willing to work with the U.S. and other powers uh, to preserve peace in the world and prosperity. It's a very soothing message coming from somebody who has consolidated his power uh, over the party, the party over the state, the state over, over its citizens. So I think it's a... Uh, it's an obvious ploy to take to say, I'm not belligerent. If you want to pick a fight with me, that's on you. But meanwhile, of course, we know his behavior reveals quite something else. That the, just as a many, many other issues, he's trying to close off the South China Sea and made it, make it into a, a Chinese lake. It, it's absolutely uh, essential to be a free and open Indo-Pacific, as the phrase goes. He's trying to assert himself as a responsible major world leader. And indeed, he has a plan to be the world leader. Uh, he wants China to be the world do world's dominant power by 2049. But he has, meanwhile, uh, an agenda of his own. And that agenda right now, more immediately, should concern us in terms of not only working with Mr. Putin, as you suggested, but of course, we're all worried about what he has in mind for Taiwan. So, in fact, he's saying to the world, I've got the gig for life. Now you got to deal with me. Does that mean that his aggression has calmed in any way? Is he more comfortable in the position or is he as aggressive as ever and saying, you know, exactly as you said, you've got to deal with me now. I'm here for life. I don't think there's any reason to think his major policies and that his behavior has changed in any fundamental sense. Uh, he's gearing up for the G20 meetings where he may be meeting in a couple of weeks now, he may be meeting with Joe Biden. They've met five times virtually. He, he may be meeting in person. Mr. Putin may be there. He's saying that I'm, I'm somebody you, 
need to work with, and I'm quite willing to work with the world on matters of mutual interest. That does include, by the way, uh, in his interest as well as the world's, things like climate. So flipping it around the other way, what is the world saying about him? What they're saying now about him is that uh, we've just been getting more messages coming out that uh, the United States has now basically officially declared China to be the number one strategic concern. NATO has had words more or less to the same effect. China, of course, uh, has neighbors such as Japan. We're uh, looking on with very grave concern. There's no reason at all to think he's changing his behavior. What he's changing is the type of messaging he's putting out, which is, uh, look, I'm a reasonable person. As long as you accept me for who I am and you're not trying to get in my way, I'll be glad to work with you. And uh, the world should be comfortable with me as a world leader. Uh, has the West or anyone, or is he accepted um, uh, the message that, you know, just because you're leader for life uh, doesn't mean anything's changed here? Uh, if you continue to be aggressive, you'll be dealing with the rest of the world on it. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a welcome gesture by uh, Xi Jinping after the successful completion of his coronation. The olive leaf to the world is, you know, a logical follow-up from that coronation, but it does not in any way unless we have, it's possible, I, I, I want to put this out as a possibility, that yes, this is indeed an opening to a, a charm offensive by Mr. Xi Jinping. However, I really doubt that is the case. It's just his way of saying, I'm here, I'm leader, uh, get used to it, I'll be glad to work with you uh, on, on mutual matters, but uh, you know, remember who's in charge. He everything's on him now, though, Elliot, including yeah. the fact that, that this country's still paralyzed with with COVID nineteen. Yes, the downside for him of becoming really no other. It's not. There's no leadership uh, around him that has to share any part of any decision making for better or for worse. So going forward, we now have Xi Jinping being held personally responsible for just about everything mm -hmm. that goes bad, as well as the genuine successes that he's been offering to the people of China. He's saying, look, uh, look back at the great successes we've had. We have now moving into a whole new era. It's no longer the previous era of Deng, Deng Xiaoping, where we hide our strength and we bide our time. Those days are over. And the response coming back now, as in part because of the duopoly in, in the minds of Russia and China, that they are going to reorder how the world works, and everything is now going to work in their direction. Uh, he's now able to say, uh, I've got all the tools, I've got all the means, but he now, yeah. now also does, as you've suggested, have all the responsibility for what, ca what happens next. Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University. Always fascinating, Elliot. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Same to you, Scott. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.